BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, this is Note to Self, and I'm your host, Peyton Sarton. From Q&As and breakup tips to simply navigating every stage of life, Note to Self is a space to get messy, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Grab some wine or a mocktail, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Note to Self. We're going to do an Ask P episode today, but I figured since last week, we just got straight into the conversation with Jamie and the week before that, straight into the conversation with Taylor, I would give you guys a little life update, especially since I dropped a bomb on you <laughs> last week, which we all kind of saw it coming. We all, I was teasing it out for a little bit, but I am single now and I wanted to give you guys a single girl life update. So today I actually went and dropped off my deposit and my first month's rent for my new apartment. My lease technically started today, but I'm just going to slowly be moving stuff over to the new apartment. It's really close to the Airbnb that I have been in for the last couple of months. Still in Beverly Hills. It is the cutest apartment, y'all. I am so... It felt very lucky girl syndrome to find it. I found it kind of on a whim and it just had all... It checked all the boxes for me and I feel like it's going to be the cutest place to furnish and there's like an outdoor area and I'm going to make a whole vlog obviously about moving in and stuff like that. I actually just recorded the empty apartment tour today. So that's like number one thing that I had to update you guys on. The apartment, we're going to be able to have my own decor in a place again, which I I miss so much. Um, If you guys have been following me for a couple of years now, you remember my downtown LA apartment, which was my favorite apartment I've ever lived in. And I miss having my own space. So that'll be really nice. Another thing I told you guys I would recap you on is Super Bowl weekend. I was in the streets a little bit, as I said last week. Not really in the streets. Like, I'm not like, I wasn't like talking to men in the streets, but I was like out there being drunk for five straight days, which was so fun. I met so many friends. I reconnected with so many people that I love and just like haven't seen in a while. It was also waste management in... Arizona and Scottsdale, which is like a big golf tournament, but it's not like any golf tournament I've ever been to. Like it's like crazy. So I was truly drunk all day, every day for, for days. And then Iman and I, after many a day of doing that, decided to wake up at four in the morning on Monday and drive home. Iman's one of my good friends, by the way, um, and drive home in the middle of the night (laughs) so that Iman could make it to work and I could get home and like record and do all the things I had to do as well. This last weekend, so the weekend after Super Bowl, I spent deathly ill, which I knew was coming from the lack of sleep, lack of drinking water, 
all the alcohol, being around a ton of people. But it was so fun. The first, well, one, I was practicing lucky girl syndrome as I do. And everything was going my way the whole entire weekend. Like things were just working out left and right. The first night we got there, there was a big Drake concert. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to go to this because I didn't have like an in and it was a whole thing. And I ended up just somehow getting in with a bunch of people and not only getting in, but getting into this like VIP area. And when I walked in, no one asked me for any kind of credential or anything like that. And it was one of those things that's like, it's really difficult to get into. So I'm not sure how that happened, to be quite honest. But things like that kept happening to me all weekend. And my friend Iman and I, we didn't get into the Super Bowl. We were trying to practice Lucky Girl Syndrome to get into the Super Bowl because I did like tailgate for work around it. And I was there with Stella Artois, which was amazing. But while we didn't get into the Super Bowl, we were like, you know what? It's because something better is happening. So we get in our Uber. We go back to Old Town Scottsdale. And when I say we had the best five hours of our life, (laughs) we had the best five hours of our entire lives. Like, I don't know what we were exactly doing in that five hours, but we had like the best energy. We were on top of this table at one point in the middle of the Super Bowl game, screaming the Rihanna halftime performance to each other as if no one else was in the club (laughs) with people we don't know. We have no idea what table we were at. It was so oddly and deliriously fun. And I I credit that to Lucky Girl Syndrome. I mean, we just were like, everything's going to work out and everything's going to be great. And we had the best weekend ever. There was a a crash after the bender (laughs) and then I got sick. And now I'm now I'm back. So Super Bowl weekend was great. It was worth the having to be horizontal all last weekend. It was so fun. And I'm actually going to go back to Scottsdale probably next month because my friend, I owe my friend Kelsey a visit. And I'd love to record with some of my friends in like the Phoenix Scottsdale area anyway. So maybe that'll be coming soon. Another thing I wanted to update you guys on, I have like a full list on my phone right now. So Dear Media has announced we're doing Dear Media IRL in Austin, Texas on May 6th. And tickets are on sale right now. I'm not doing a live show, but I will be on a panel. So you guys, if you're in Austin, definitely buy some tickets and come out for that day. It's going to be so much fun. And additionally, before we get started, I just wanted to say since last week's episode has dropped, really in the past couple of months, you guys have been a very like insanely supportive community to me. And I've noticed it not only in the reviews of the show, which I I go ever so often and read them. And I think that they're some of the best reviews I've seen of a of a show at all. And I don't want that to prompt bad ones, <laughs> but I think I feel really lucky. I feel really lucky to have you guys surrounding me and being so loving and kind, especially through the last couple of months. It's been somewhat difficult for me to get through and show up in the way that I want to. So it's been nice to have your support on everything, including on Reddit, <laughs> as I've heard. I'm still very proud of that. I'm proud that you guys are showing up on there and standing up for me. So I love you guys so much. Thank you so much for being here. And with that, let's get into the Ask P episode because there are some great questions that I've gotten asked as of late. I do want to say disclaimer, as I always say in the, the top of every Ask P episode, note to self is all about your connection and your trusting of yourself. So as much as you guys can give me information on your life and I can know a little backstory through what you send in the Ask P submissions, I don't know everything. I don't know you specifically. I don't know the situation that you're in like you do. So at the end of the day, you need to trust yourself and trust your gut when it comes to any type of, I guess, receiving advice from people. So just don't blindly listen. You guys know yourselves, connect with yourself. And if what I say resonates, resonates. 
then take the advice. If it doesn't, then leave it. It's fine. It's not that serious. This is more just for entertainment. But um, I do my best to give my best advice, given the information. You know what I mean? But again, trust yourself before you trust anyone else, especially just a random podcaster. Okay? (laughs) Remember that. Note to Self is sponsored by BetterHelp. As y'all have noticed, I have been going through some big life changes in the last couple of months. And it's made me realize that we never fully have it all figured out as much as we think we might. This isn't really to scare anyone, but more to remind you that getting to know yourself is a lifelong process because we are always growing and changing just like the world around us. Therapy is about deepening our understanding with ourselves, which is always going to be a work in progress, by the way, and being more aware of how we show up in the world for ourselves and for others. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. Therapy is such an important tool for not only navigating more difficult, trying times, as well as past traumas, but also maintaining a sense of self-awareness daily, as well as sharpening us to become the best versions of ourselves. It can help teach us how to set boundaries, learn healthy coping skills, and so much more. I truly think therapy is for everyone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule, which is my absolute favorite part of BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. This is huge because finding the right therapist is so important, and I love that BetterHelp is on board with each of us finding someone we feel is the right fit. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash note to self today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash note to self to get 10% off your first month. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hey guys, I'm Kinsey from the I Love You So Much podcast. On my show, we talk about everything lifestyle, business, finance, beauty, you name it. My favorite part about the show is the amazing guests that we bring on. We have everyone ranging from like business experts to influencers, CEOs, creative masterminds. It's so much fun. If you guys want to find me on Instagram and it's just at Kinsey Elizabeth, I release new episodes every Thursday. So hope to see you there. And with that, we'll start with question number one. Hi, P. I wanted to ask you about friendships in your adulthood slash 20s, specifically sisterhood. I know this is a topic you've talked about a few times, and I'm really struggling to accept where I'm at with friendships in my life right now. Growing up, I was always popular and had a lot of friends. I was good at fitting in with every group, so naturally I didn't feel like I truly belonged anywhere. 
This led me to create only one or two deep friendships. And now that I'm 23, I feel like I finally know what things I like and what types of friendships I want in my life. My struggle is that my closest friends, who truly are ride or die vibes, don't live in my city. So often I feel lonely and crave socialization. I can easily mingle and make surface level party friendships, but I'm looking for something deeper, some close girlfriends in my city that I can count on and grow through life with. How do I attract more sisterhood into my life and how do I manage feeling somewhat lonely in this area of my life in the meantime? Please help me with some big sis advice, TT. All right. So I've talked about this a lot and I really relate to this. As I've said, most of my best friends in life do not live in Los Angeles. And if they did at one point live in Los Angeles, they have since left Los Angeles because I feel like people come and go here quite a lot. Um, I still do have a couple of great friends here in LA, but I've made them over the course of the last six years or seven years now. So from like 22 to 27, I can say that I have some really great, great friends. And the ones that have stayed through the ups and the downs and the moving and, you know, through other friendships that have, I don't want to say failed, but just like kind of fizzled out or just don't serve me anymore personally. And I know that can feel incredibly lonely. So I want to start off by saying that I think in my life, I've realized that having a really deep, meaningful friendship or connection with anyone is rare. And that allows me to appreciate the moments that I do have that with somebody. And it's it's not so easy to come by, I guess. It was a little bit easier to form those friendships for me in high school and in college because you see these people every single day. But in day-to-day adult life, it's really difficult to form those types of ride or die friendships sometimes. So I think acknowledging it, that it can be rare is step one, but I'm kind of where you are right now too, where like I do have some of my good friends here in LA and I'm trying to reconnect with old friends, maybe people I met when I was 22, 23, and just, we weren't really like vibing then. And now we have you know, since been following each other or like seeing each other around. And now I've like reconnected with those friends. And I've also made a lot of new friends recently. And I've been trying to kind of go on like friend dates, which has been really fun, especially in light of not living with like a boyfriend anymore. I feel like I have a very clear social calendar. So I'm trying to fill it up with people that I just get good energy from. And I feel like I could be really close with. I do think, though, that as I'm growing up more, I'm realizing that while I do have my best friends in life that are like my ride or dies that will like snap me into focus when I need it and they know me really, really well, I have opened up room for all different kinds of friendships in my adult life because I found myself when I was younger and I was just talking to one of my friends, Josie, about this. I'm a pretty intense person, so I'm pretty like black or white, like I'm an all or nothing kind of person. And for me, I've for so long been like, it's either going to be my best friends who I trust with my whole heart, they're my ride or dies, or I'm just going to like hang out by myself because I don't like the middle ground. But what I've realized is there is value in the middle ground. There's value in having friends at work, friends who you want to go do activities with, friends you want to go out with. I've had lots of going out friends in my time here in LA, and I've had a lot of fun with those people. They didn't need to be my writer dies for me to enjoy them as people. And that doesn't mean I have to, you know, trust wholeheartedly every single friendship that I have. I've just noticed there's different levels to friendships. And sometimes when I say that people take it the wrong way, like it needs to be like a fake friendship and then you have your real friendships. I don't think fake would be the word I would describe the different levels of friendships I have, but I have like work friends and I have friends that I see every so often for coffee. And I've talked about this before and I got a little bit of flack about it on TikTok being like, those aren't your real friends. But again, like I'm saying, like not everyone needs to be your best friend. And I feel like that takes a lot of pressure off of other people. 
and it allows them to be themselves and like blossom in front of you and you get to know them a little bit better rather than going on like a friend date and being like, this is going to be my best friend in the world. And if it's not, I'm going to be really upset. It's kind of like dating in real life. Like you kind of have to feel the situation out and let people be who they're going to be in your life. And you get to decide, you know, how much you trust them, how much time you want to spend with them. But I don't think it needs to be your best friend or nobody. So I think it's important to allow space for all different types of friendships and your adult life, especially in your mid to late 20s. So I also feel like this helps me not feel so isolated because I'm not so extreme. Like it's not like you're my best friend or we're never hanging out. I have a full social calendar, which keeps me feeling not super lonely. I even schedule in those like dates with myself. So like tonight I'm going to smoke a J and watch a movie. And I literally have that in my calendar and I'm like looking forward to it tonight. So like I stave off loneliness with allowing different levels of friendships and also spending my alone time doing something that feels like an activity. I don't know why that makes me feel less alone. Maybe the J is helping, <laughs> but it really helps me in that sense when it comes to friendships to build out a social calendar with all different types of friends. And then if I do have really good friend chemistry with somebody, I make it a priority to hang out with that person. So whether it's like I met a really cool, fun friend in New York when I was there last and we've kept in like constant contact, whether it's through Instagram or whatever. And we have plans to hang out soon. Like she's going to come to my on a trip as my plus one. I also met my long lost bestie Allie at Super Bowl fucking finally. And we have a trip coming up here, I think in two weeks. So like when I find someone that I'm like, wow, we met, we hung out, like we have great friend chemistry, which is such a real thing. I make sure to prioritize those and go out of my way to be like, hey, do you want to be my plus one to this or whatever? And it's kind of like it feels because I don't know these people so, so well, they're not my best friends yet. It feels like kind of risky to be like, hey, do you want to go on this getaway with me? <laughs> But doing that has been really great for helping me maintain friendships with people that I truly am like, well, we could really be best friends, but you have to put yourself out there. I listened to a podcast today. It's the We Can Do Hard Things by Glennon Doyle podcast. I think she posted this episode on February 15th, and it's about making friends and maintaining friendships over time. So it's a really good episode if you guys are interested in this topic. She dives a little bit more into it with like an actual doctor, <laughs> I believe a psychologist. So I think it's definitely something to listen to if you guys are interested in learning how to make friends like in the adult world and also maintaining and keeping those friendships for a long time. But yeah, like I said, realize there could be different levels of friendships. Don't put so much pressure on everyone to be your best friend and also Take pressure off yourself to find your best friend in the entire world right now. You can have those different levels and they can be really fulfilling. Also, make sure you make time for yourself. Schedule in some time with yourself that doesn't feel so lonely, a.k.a. do an activity with yourself, take yourself on a date, etc. And then when you do find those people that you're, you just naturally connect with, put time and effort into maintaining those friendships and kind of like growing them over time. All right. Number two. You have truly inspired me to become an independent woman who doesn't take shit from anyone. In your words, having my villain era. However, for me, this is a double-edged sword. I moved to London on my own six months ago for a fashion job, which has been my dream, and it has been great. I cut out my friends from university because they kept disrespecting and criticizing me for every little thing I did. I cut out fuckboys for the way they treated me. I know a girl boss moment, right? This has been very empowering for me, and I have a small circle of friends and family who I adore, but I, I have honestly been lovesick all this time. I feel like I've been so independent and grown so much as a young adult. I'm 22 years old that now I crave something different. 
I'm tired of people saying it will happen when it's supposed to or trying to lower my standards to get attention because I've grown so much that I don't want to do that. I'm on all the dating apps and I know I'm hot, LOL. I love that energy. <laughs> I feel like dating is really hard in London. I just wanted to ask when you made big moves in your career, did you ever struggle with this? And what advice would you give that's not just cliches? So I'm going to try not to be cliche, but oftentimes cliches are cliches for a reason because we always we all experience some level of this, I feel like. And one, I want to say congratulations on being a badass and setting those boundaries in your life. It can be really hard to do so, and it can make you feel kind of guilty. For me, it's one of the best things I've ever done. And I continue to set and maintain boundaries with people in my life constantly. It's always a work in progress, of course. But for me, I've realized that when you're learning who you are, especially through your 20s so far, because that's all I can speak on, um, and you're leveling up in certain ways, whether it's your career or just a, a better understanding and appreciation for yourself, I feel like while those moments are absolutely amazing, there always has to be a negative side, right? To everything. There's good and bad in everything. And for me, those moments also feel the most lonely or the most isolating as you're kind of transitioning from an old version to your, of yourself to a new version of yourself. Cause you're not always going to take the people and certain characteristics of yourself into that new version or that new life with you, which can be really sad because as exciting as it, as it is to level up there again, like I said, there is that double-edged sword. It needs, it has to happen. It's the way life works. So I think one acknowledging that and trying to learn to be okay with that and kind of sit in that discomfort is step one. And I think in terms of attracting like solid love into your life, which is totally natural, I think setting an intention to do so is powerful. So if you know that's what you want, that's what you want. You don't have to say sorry for it. You don't have to feel guilty about it. If you want love in your life, that is totally fine. <laughs> you don't need to feel weird about that. I would go back and listen to my manifesting a boyfriend episode because while I'm not currently in that relationship, I did manifest in vivid detail a person into my life. And I I believe in that stuff 100%. So I think one, go listen to that. I think it's episode, I wrote it down here. Episode three, go listen to that one for sure. But kind of to go along with that, getting really clear on the type of love you want in your life. So how it's going to show up for you, who this person is, again, spare no details, make the perfect person up in your life and especially focus on how you want this person to make you feel and how they affect you. Because I truly think with manifesting, feeling is the number one thing um, you need to focus on. And then you can figure out what you want and don't don't apologize for what you want. Focus on what you want. And again, like I said, focus on how you want to feel because now you have a place to start. You know what to look for because it's really easy. Like you said, you're kind of like cutting fuckboys from your life and cutting people from your life that aren't giving you what you want. It's really pretty easy to discern what we don't want because we get it and it doesn't feel good. So we don't like it and we know we don't want it. It's a little more difficult to craft and really hone in on what you do want. And that's really, really important. And I, and for me, at least in finding any type of relationship, friendship included, you know, romantic relationship included, knowing what you do want and how you do want to feel is absolutely key. So get really, really clear on that. And again, I want to say that finding a real connection with someone 
in the friendship space and especially in the love space is rare. And I think that's why we all appreciate it so much because we wouldn't appreciate it so much if we just said like, I want to find love. And then it just like popped into our lives immediately. It's not easy. <laughs> and it, I honestly do think it should be rare. I do have friends though that are on the other side of the spectrum. They fall in love with everybody. I'm personally not like that because I do have a vivid vision for my life. And I, I do have a specific way that I'd like to feel. So I find that that kind of connection is rare and it does take patience, which is not something you want to hear. That might be a cliche that you absolutely don't want to hear right now. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. So for me, I think that once you get clear on what you want, you can start working on being magnetic and attractive. And I don't mean like pretty attractive. I mean like attracting things that you want into your life. And for me right now, that's me just working, taking all of that energy that I would like to give or I have given, like let's say in my last relationship, taking all of that energy and focusing it in on myself. So I'm like, being self-obsessed. I'm taking care of myself. I'm making dates with myself. I'm keeping a social calendar that's full and that makes me really happy. And I'm doing a lot of things to heal and make myself feel incredibly, not even whole, but like overfilling with joy. And I think that that becomes really magnetic. Um, and you carry that kind of just like vibe with you everywhere. And that attracts the love that you're looking for into your life as like woo woo as, as it is. I really believe in that. I'm, I guess I'm getting like a little bit spiritual on this episode. I also think that your boundaries that you've set have created a really nice space for that type of love to fill when it comes into your life. So until that happens, just sit back, be in your feminine energy, be a little obsessed with yourself, take care of yourself, do things that fill you with joy and that will make you more magnetic. And you knowing what you want and knowing what it looks like kind of in the world will allow you to spot it when it comes to you, if that makes sense. All right. Number three, she says, I also just got out of a long-term relationship and I'm heartbroken. How do you cope with your breakup and how do you handle the pressures of getting older, finding a husband and having kids when you're in your late 20s and early 30s? I'm struggling with my mindset and dating and just having fun when the clock is ticking. So one, I think coping with a breakup, I mean, I've been through it in the last two months, 
ish. It's been a it's been a journey. And I will say, go back and listen to let me see what episode this was. Episode 52 with my friend Kimberly about how to get through a breakup because I listened to that episode like at least three times. I feel like my friend Kimberly has such a good perspective on this. I just recently did one with my friend Josie as well. Her situation was a little more toxic as she says herself. Um, and she had a much longer relationship. It was a whole different scenario than what I went through. So that one didn't really apply to me as much. It is a really good episode though. If you guys have been in long term relationships, especially if there was like consistent toxicity involved and like cheating or anything like that, I definitely would go listen to that episode too. But for me, Kimberly's really resonated with me. So I went back and listened to my own podcast episode and I moped and that's how I coped for a really long time. I moped forever and I allowed myself to feel everything because I knew that I had to. And that's the only way to get over it is feeling. So I was trying not to avoid feelings. I was trying not to distract myself. I was just like in horrific pain <laughs> for quite a while, but I knew it would be over. There was a light at the end of the tunnel. It doesn't really feel like emotionally. I didn't think it would be over, but logically I knew it had to end. Like I just know it. So I really leaned into my community and to my friends and allowed myself the space to feel every fucking emotion I possibly could. So that's how I've been dealing with the breakup in terms of thinking about getting older. I'm 29. I just turned 29. And we broke up literally right before my 29th birthday. So I'm I'm right there with you. I understand it's really difficult to not think about timeline when you are this age, you're entering into your 30s, your early 30s, your mid 30s. It is so difficult, especially if you know you want a husband, you want children. I mean, as a woman, it's it's stress. It's stressful to think about these things. But for me, I've realized that the stressing isn't helping. So it's one of those things I've had to try to learn actively to let go of. So when I feel myself stressing about something or getting those intrusive thoughts, I have to actively like not turn them off, but just like combat them with some kind of affirmation and be like, you're going to be fine. You do have time and there's nothing the stressing is going to do for you right now. So I try to actively notice when I'm having those thoughts, take a deep breath do a little affirmation and relax for a second. I also know that like everyone's on their own timeline. I'm on my own timeline. Things have always worked out for me in the past. Again, we're going back to the lucky girl syndrome kind of vibe. And I've have this like just deep sense of trust in what I call the universe that things will come to me in a sort of divine timing kind of way. And that's, that gives me some kind of peace, whether it's realistic or not, it does give me the peace that I need. And I know, again, like the stressing isn't helping. So finding peace in whatever way you can, just please do that. Lean on whatever source you need to lean on and trust it and trust yourself. And I think that that kind of understanding and that kind of trust takes a little while to develop. So we'll definitely work on that if you can. And then learning to control the things that I can control has been a big thing for me through this process. And especially when thinking of timeline and stuff like that, I have to let go of the fact that I can't control everything and I can only control myself. So let's see. I kind of already said, like, I actively try to change my thoughts. I'll take a deep breath or affirm to myself, like I'm in a great place and I have plenty of time. That's something I constantly tell myself over and over again, especially as a person who's impatient. I have to remind myself, you have time. You're going to be okay. You have time. So whenever a thought like that comes up, it can be a little annoying because especially if you have those thoughts <laughs> a lot and they're like ruminating, you have to find yourself reminding yourself of that constantly. 
but that's just kind of the beginning and then your brain starts changing a little bit or I think I'm in the middle of my brain changing right now because I'm I'm having less of those anxious ruminating thoughts but again like I said thinking about the ticking clock isn't going to stop it from ticking so what I have to do is just control myself my thoughts how I interact and show up in the world and with others and the things that I do every single day. So I just make sure that I'm aligned in myself and I'm feeling good and joyous. And again, trying to be a magnet for the good things that I want to happen in my life. And hopefully <laughs> I'm trusting they're going to come in because there's not much we can do about it, right? Like that's that's basically all we can do, control ourselves and trust. So that's the two things I can give you right now. I know it's not exactly like insanely tangible advice, but I think cultivating that deep sense of trust in whatever higher power and in yourself is going to be really helpful for this. But again, it's a day in and day out work in progress. Also, I want to say that you never really know what's going to happen. Like I know people who met someone in their early 30s and immediately like like they just kind of knew they wanted to get married to this person and they like were getting married in five seconds. Like or someone comes back around changed. You know what I mean? Like there's been so many stories I've been hearing lately of people where you just wake up one morning and your entire life changes. So for me, instead of ruminating on things that could go wrong, one thing I like to flip the script on is opening myself for the things that could go right and just believing that things are going to go right. Again, lucky girl syndrome. All right, number four. We have five total, by the way. The guy I've been dating for about a year and a half is an influencer and he won't post me or comment on my photos, but will comment on other girls' photos because they have a lot of followers. Some are influencers, some are not. He always says it's only work and for the algorithm. I've had combos with him about it, but he always makes it out like it's my personal issue and I need to get over it. I'm not threatened by these people, but I feel like he puts me in a different category and gives others recognition and pays attention to them over me. I guess at what point is his excuse reasonable versus disrespectful? I want your perspective as this is your field, signed, not an influencer. So the whole like liking of people's posts and posting the significant other on Instagram is not a one size fits all answer. It depends on what you're comfortable with. Personally, I have a boundary around that. So if you're not posting me, that's defying my boundary. One, especially if you post on the internet and you have an Instagram account that you're posting on somewhat regularly. Even if it's not regularly, if I'm dating someone, I'm on that Instagram, okay? And I also have a major boundary around engaging with other women's Instagrams, following them, liking the photos, DMing especially, commenting. I will not allow that in a relationship. That's a boundary that I have and that's a boundary that I've set. So again, it doesn't need to be everyone's boundary, but that one is definitely mine. So I think that in a relationship, a man defying that boundary for me, because that's something that I've set, would be categorized as disrespect. And that's a boundary that I'm not willing to compromise on. Some people are willing to compromise on that. And that's totally fine. That's something you need to decide for yourself. But for me, if I would have brought this up to, let's say, my ex and he was liking and commenting or even following girls, I I would have ended that relationship, honestly, because that's something that's very serious to me, given my job and the way that I show up on the internet and the way that I talk about being a woman and being powerful and drawing boundaries. And like my whole entire career (laughs) is based off this really authentic version of myself. And I want the people around me to also not only out of respect for me and our relationship, but out of respect for my job and something I care a lot about and a message I care a lot about. I want them to show up in a certain way on social media as well. And again, I'm not really willing to bend on that one. And 
again, I think that this is something you have to decide for for yourself. So if this is something you can compromise on, then that's your truth. If this is something you cannot compromise on, I feel like that's when it starts feeding into being a little bit more disrespectful. I also will say I know for some of my female friends who are influencers or models with a more male audience, they don't post their significant other on their feeder and their stories because it's bad for business, essentially. I don't know how it works on the flip side with men that much, but also if this person is posting his life and other people he's with and he's commenting and liking other people's stuff for the algorithm, I don't see why this person couldn't at least comment on your stuff. I think that's kind of sketchy and weird. But again, it isn't a one size fits all thing. So you need to decide what's important to you. If this is really, really important to you, that's when I think, and you voiced it a lot, that's when I think it kind of falls into like more disrespect. But if it's something you can compromise on, you don't really care that much, like you're not (laughs) as strong of a stance as I am, then that's a different story. But that's basically all I have to say about that one. It's to each her own, but you do need to remain strong in your boundaries if that's the boundary you want to hold. All right, number five. I have been in and out of situationships for a bit and my last one just ended. Not bad, it just kind of fizzled out. I really want to take a break from guys and focus on myself because I thoroughly enjoy a single girl era. Although I really do want to focus on myself and keep guys out of my mind, I find it really hard to completely not think about them and to not post things that make them jealous, etc. I know it's easier with time, but in general, it's hard for me not to want to have a crush or be into a guy or whatever. Any tips on distancing yourself from men completely, even just for a little bit, and living and doing things just because you want to do them, not for anyone else? Thanks. I love you and your podcast so much. You're the best. Love, E. Thank you for listening. So I think it's natural to have a little crush. I think it's fun to have a crush. I have a crush from afar right now, and it's just fun. It's like a good time. Do I think anything is going to happen with this person? Probably not. It's just like a fun distraction, fun little thing to talk about with my friends. So don't feel bad about having a crush. Like you don't need to be like, I don't know, cold turkey on guys, because if you're a woman who's into men, it's only natural that you're going to have little crushes here and there. And again, you don't need to take them seriously. They're kind of fun. But for me, I think redirecting a lot of your attention on yourself is so key here. So what I've been doing lately is looking at my calendar every week and being like, all right, what am I going to do today to move my body? What am I going to do today to feel like luxurious? What am I going to do today to be social and get my work done? So I book out my entire week like ahead of time and I make something exciting about each day and I do something specifically one thing to get into my body each day, whether it's working out or like today I went to the sauna because I just wanted to sit there and sweat for 35 minutes and just really be in my body. So definitely create a weekly schedule that makes you feel excited to just like just exist in your body. Go do something new for yourself. Go learn something new. I've been looking at starting French language classes again because I took French for like seven years in school and I still don't know how to speak the language. I don't know how that happened. Actually, I do. I was really shy and I wasn't practicing ever because I was scared. (laughs) But I would do something that teaches you something. I want to do some like ceramics or some kind of like creative something really soon here too. So just go distract yourself from boys with your own self. Make some dates for yourself. Like I said earlier, I have a date with myself tonight on my couch. I'm going to smoke a joint, going to watch some movies. And that's my date for the night. So do things that get yourself in your body, do things that make you excited and really focus on obsessing and loving yourself. I'm like really obsessed with myself right now. I've taken all of my energy and 
focused it in not only on myself, but also my friends too. So when you find yourself obsessing over boys, give yourself some grace. It's fun. I get it 100%. But then plan something for yourself that day. And I think that that's really key. I think we all need to be a little bit more obsessed with ourselves and make sure you're doing stuff that you really like. So like really write down a few things that you just fucking love, whether it's being physical, even if it's laying down. (laughs) I'm a big scheduler, so I would like do some horizontal time, schedule that in my calendar if it makes me feel good. Being out in the sun, even it can be little or big things, but just do some things that make you excited and make you feel like you're really treating yourself. And I also think when you carry that energy around with you that you're like obsessed with yourself and you're taking care of yourself, not like obsessed with yourself in like a vain way, but like almost borderline vain. (laughs) Like you're just so obsessed with yourself. You are so in love with yourself. When you carry that energy around with you, I feel like that's when you also like, again, are a magnet and attract really good things into your life. So this is me giving you permission to be obsessed with yourself because I am and things are going well for me right now. I'm having lucky girl syndrome left and right. And I'm coming out of a dark place into a much brighter place. And I feel really good. So definitely do that. Do what I did. And that is it for today. Those are my five questions. I hope you guys loved this episode. I felt like I actually like went into the spreadsheet and chose the most recent five asked questions. And they were all amazing. And I feel like they all kind of touched on different areas of life and things that I'm going through personally. So we're all on the same vibe, I'm noticing, which I'm really loving from this community. I did want to say I was doing poorly on updating the Geneva app very recently. So I'm very sorry if it took me a while to accept your request. But if you guys go to the Geneva app, I have all the information in the show notes. There's a note to self like room. Um, We talk about the episodes every week. And then we also have different rooms for different locations. So the girls from like, you know, New York are all chatting with each other. We've got like Cincinnati. We've got the UK. We've got Miami. We've got Houston. We've got so many cities. So make sure you guys go request to join that. You guys download the Geneva app on your phone and then you can join the note to self like room thing. And then we've obviously, like I said, the little mini rooms inside. Note to self merch is still available. You guys can find all of that information in the show notes as well. You can find the submission form for Ask P in the show notes also. And I will put that information about the Dear Media IRL in the show notes as well. And otherwise, come find me on social media. It's at Peyton Sarton everywhere, at Peyton Sarton on YouTube as well. And I will talk to you guys next week. Thank y'all so much for listening to today's episode. You can catch a new episode of Note to Self every Thursday. Please, please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of the good stuff. I always want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review if you have a sec. Follow Note to Self on social for all the behind the scenes action and more info about the show at NTS by PS on Instagram and at Note to Self Pod on TikTok. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.